Hey everyone, welcome back to Three Dumb Blondes. We have two parts to this episode. I'm going to put one out right now and then I'm going to put another one out in a couple days. But basically, I reached out to everyone, all of my groups and just different people to ask them if they wanted to share their stories about the biggest losses in their life, um, their biggest grief, their biggest struggles, how they got through it or how they're getting through it. And I surprisingly had a pretty good turnout and I'm so thankful to all of you who did reach out and did follow through. So let's get into a little bit about us, the blondes, and our biggest losses in our lives. And then you guys will kind of hear some other perspectives and other stories. So I think like everyone, well, every single person experiences loss, right? But like some are more than others or some don't experience big losses until later in life or whatever. And some experience them from like really, really, really young ages. So like everybody grieves something like you can grieve like a job or a relationship or like moving or whatever. Death is the biggest one, obviously. But we already know like my biggest grief and my biggest loss. So like, what are your guys's? I, I don't, I've never really had like a tragic death, so I don't have a loss in like that sense of the way that like you do. Like all of my close family, my relatives, thankfully are like still alive, knock on wood. Like I haven't had to grieve that yet. Well, before Timmy died, I, my biggest loss would be my relationship, my marriage. True. But I'm just saying like, I don't have loss in like the way of like death. Yeah. Like substantial death. Yeah. For me, I would probably say, and for me, I would probably say that kind of giving up, like, my innocence in a way when I wasn't ready to would be, like, the biggest, like, grief or and or, like, loss that I have. Well, I feel that. I guess I would say the same thing because I got pregnant at 15, so I never lived. Like, I, the first time, like, I had sex, it's... I was not ready. Like, I mean, I was 20 years old. Surely to God, you would think I would be ready. But I just, I wasn't ready. It wasn't with the right guy. Like, I I just wasn't ready. And that's, like, the biggest, like, regret that I have. And that's, like, still something that I think about all the time. Like, I should have just waited till I was ready. Right. Yeah. I feel that way, too. I have never, ever had respect for sex just because of everything I've ever went through. I don't... I mean, I was young... And I would say in that part of grieving, like, I don't grieve that because, like, I will always have love for Justin. Like, he was, we grew up together. And I will always have love for him no matter how much we hate each other sometimes. But I don't grieve the loss of the innocence in that sense, like the sex sense. But, like, I haven't, I didn't have a life. I didn't go to prom. I didn't get to finish high school. I didn't get to graduate, like, like with my class and, like, be normal. So that makes sense. And I had... Now, like, she's going to be eight. I don't really think about it, but at the beginning, it really bothered me. Yeah. 
And, like, sometimes I do think about it. And it's traumatizing when you... Yeah. When things like, like that Like, when happen. you do things like that in the moment, like, not thinking, like, how it will affect you later on. And at 15 years old, like, can you really be held... Like, yeah, it was a decision I made, but is anybody held at their decision for their... Accountable for their decisions at 15 no. unless they get pregnant? No. <laughs> like, if I would have never gotten pregnant, like, people wouldn't be like... Oh my god, you had sex at 50. Like, it wouldn't no. even be something you talked about. But, like, whenever you get pregnant and have a consequence, that's really when... Like, because I just hate when people say that. Like, talk shit. And it's like, everybody has sex young, for the most part. Everybody does stupid shit when they're young and naive. Like, I shouldn't be held accountable for something I did when I was 15. Because obviously, in hindsight, I know it was a terrible decision, but what can I do about it now? Yeah. But what about your mom? I mean, I've like, I've just kind of accepted that. Like, Yeah, I get it. Like, she's not dead or anything. Right. But like, we just don't have, like it just cut off quick. Mm-hmm. Like very prematurely our relationship. But like, that's something that I... My God, like I've just, I'm just to the point now where I'm like, it is what it is. Like, I'm not going to give it any more of my energy because I have like other things that I need to worry about that I need to focus on. And that if five, ten years from now, like by some like strike of luck or fortune or whatever, if like we have the desire to like rekindle that relationship, I wouldn't turn it down, but it would never be like what it should be does that make sense yeah it does for me i mean now that we're on the topic and i'm thinking about it like i guess i've grieved a lot of things obviously timmy's death has been the biggest and hardest but i don't know if you guys feel this way because you don't really have a lot of family either but i have always since a young age grieved things i don't even have like, I never, yeah. I never had aunts and uncles or cousins that I was close with, siblings that I was able to connect with. Like, I never had big Christmas Eve dinners over at my grandma's house with all my cousins and aunts and uncles. Like, I've never had what I would say most people have. And even the family I did have, my, my sister is very, a lot older than me. My parents were a lot older than me. They weren't together, and I love them, but I didn't have any, I didn't have, like, what I always longed for, and that's nobody's fault. My mom can't help that she didn't have siblings who had kids or lived around here. She does have siblings, but, like, it's not her fault the way her life unfolded. It's not my dad's fault the way that he didn't have family really like it's nobody's fault but I've always grieved that I've always wanted it I would especially now as an adult with my kids and like I see my friends who are in their 20s or 30s that still go to their grandparents house or their parents house and have huge like get-togethers for holidays weddings I go to that have like 
200 people and like my my wedding didn't even have like 100 and most of them were friends like you know I think you can grieve loss of something you haven't even actually lost you've just never had it yeah I get that yeah for me I would say I mean the only person I've really lost like in my family was my grandfather when I was in eighth grade and it was of course really sad but I also seen him sick for so long because he had lung cancer so I don't know if that had something to do with it I mean of course I was sad but I I know it sounds bad but I don't consider that my biggest loss I feel that way with my great-grandma because she was the closest person to me that I lost and that was hard on me to an extent but I moved on from it I mean I was sad but it it never tore me down like it didn't it didn't ruin my life it didn't you know she was 97 96 years old like you know it's coming and it wasn't something traumatic and she I miss her every day but not, it's not crippling, like some yeah. losses are. Yeah. Um, for me, I would say that my biggest loss would be leaving a long-term relationship and breaking off an engagement. I know that sounds weird because I'm the one that left and broke it off. Um, so we met whenever I was just 14. I was about to turn 15. He was older. He was about, like, 20, turning 21, and he was in college. And um, we met one night at the mall when the mall was, like, the place to be. <laughs> I miss those days. I know. Especially I in the, the winter, it was, you like, the did. place to no, be. I never did. What the heck? <laughs> I didn't get to go as often as I wanted to because I lived, like, where I used to live, mm-hmm. like, 20 minutes away. Oh, my God, I live right down the road. So and I'm my sorry. parents would act like it was literally a big trip to go to Dubois. (laughs) So, like, I'd be, like, trying to be cool, hanging out with my friends, like, holding hands with guys, and my mom would, like, be around the corner, (laughs) like a creeper, because she, like, had to go to Sears or something, because, like, oh, my God, we could only go to Dubois, like, once a month. So she would, like, make a whole thing out of it. Um, But we met there, and we somehow exchanged phone numbers, and... He became my best friend, and then eventually he became my boyfriend, not until about my junior year, because my parents um, knew his aunt, and we they weren't okay with us talking. And he was there for me through everything, literally everything that I ever faced in life, like good things, bad things, like every my entire teenage years were with him. I mean, I was 14, and... We talked on the phone every single day from the time I was 14 until I was probably, like, 21. Or 22, actually. Um, He was my first true love, and I relied on him for everything. Which wasn't healthy, because every decision I ever had to make, I basically relied on him. And, you know, I have a lot of regrets about that, like, with college and things like that. But he did know me better than anyone ever could. He knew all my flaws and imperfections, and he always loved me anyways. He was always bringing me up 
when I was down and like doing little surprises like my family used to make jokes with me like oh wow like you got a new pair of sunglasses did you have another bad day because he just paid attention to everything and he also like paid attention to all my interests and I could just go on and on about everything that he's done for me but that would take hours so um but I've always struggled with depression and anxiety and I have ADHD really bad mm-hmm. yeah I do <laughs> <laughs> with focusing and like dazing out um but whenever I started college after high school I started to like go through some issues and that's, like, when I started being friends with you guys. Mm-hmm. Like, remember when I went on the Ireland trip? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I swear I, like, was never the same after that for whatever reason. Um, and another thing, like, school was just, in general, really hard for me. It's always been harder than me. Like, things that come easy to other people is, like, ten times harder for me. I was just, like, in a weird place. I was meeting people, like, traveling. I went with the group. Uh, in college to travel um, I was like in clubs and it was kind of weird because like half of my friends either had kids or they were having children settling down getting married like Kristen got married Kristen has Cassie um, my other best friend she had a son and then like a lot of my college friends were like either already married or getting engaged or buying homes And then, like, the other half of my friends were, like, partying and being normal 20-year-olds. So I just kind of felt, like, lost. So I started to panic, sort of, like, in some sense, almost thinking that I wasn't happy. And I was, like, constantly, especially after I came back from that Ireland trip for whatever reason, I was constantly thinking that, like, I was going to be stuck in Dubois forever. Um, We got engaged shortly after that on my 20th birthday. He planned a big, thoughtful surprise for me. He bought a house. I moved in. Everything just happened really fast. And he was, like, all of a sudden, like, in my family. And I was a part of his. And, like, everybody was just constantly asking me, like, when's the date going to be? So I had, like, all this pressure. Like, I just finished college. I was, like, job searching. Everybody was asking me, when's the, when's the wedding going to be? And then I started to think about, like, who's even going to be in my wedding? Like, who's going to be at my wedding? Do I want to have a wedding before I'm 21 or after I'm 21? Like, I was just so young and, like, not ready. And I was, like, trying to figure out who I was as a person. And I did eventually start my first full-time job whenever... It was, like, before I turned 21. But then I turned 21, and I started going out a lot. Which he never really liked to do, like, anything that Mm -hmm. didn't involve being at the house, let alone going to a bar. Like, I remember, like, it was always embarrassing because I had groups of friends in college that, like, would want to go bowling or want to go places. And, like, I would always have to, like, go by myself and be with couples because he, like, never wanted to do anything. I know. He never did anything. I mean, like... But that's how Justin was, too. Yeah. We did a lot of stuff together because, like... Matt and Justin are, like, completely different, but they're completely different, but, like, they're just, they were the same in that sense, like, Justin just wanted to stay home and, like, work on cars, 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, it would drive me crazy. I think it would, I think we we would both agree that, like, we were so young, and now that we're both older, our exes have also changed and gotten better Mm -hmm. and it's kind of sucks to see that because i don't i don't feel that way with him i don't feel that way with justin i feel like he's the same i'm better as bad as that sounds you have said to me kristen that like it bothers you like that he goes out and stuff he 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 goes out but not like i like it he doesn't go to the bar and like have fun he still has fun in the ways he has fun it pisses me off that he has fun (laughs) but like when the more I'm around him and the more like I real this is why I left and I think you need that oh fuck moment like I I feel like for me it was good for me to have this back where I had to have him in my life more because it really has made me realize why I left because you do struggle with it you leave and you're like well why why'd I leave should I really was I really that unhappy and then if you have go through a situation like I'm going through right now where you have to be stuck coexisting with this person again you're like oh my fuck this is why Cause I can't stand you. <laughs> yeah. And you. Well, I'll never have that. Well, no, you won't. I will never have that. I just can tell that he's like changed as a person, and I still always will think that if him and I would have met at an older age, we would have probably worked out. But, or we at least could have. I don't want to say we would have, but yeah, because I'm happy now. But um. We probably could have worked out better. Um, But after we started living together, like, things definitely changed. Um, Like, he... Of course, I will always say I'm the reason we broke up and everything, and I did the most worst things, but he wasn't perfect either. He was not perfect either. He was controlling. He would even admit that. Mm -hmm. Um, But... I, when I started really going out, like, he just didn't like to do that sort of thing, and I was just so young and, like, so stupid, and I didn't really know anything about life, but, like, I definitely acted like I did, and I just started feeling, like, suffocated, and I constantly was feeling criticized by him, um, and, like, we would have arguments all the time, like, about everything, And eventually, like, it just started to feel like I was walking on eggshells in my own relationship. And, um, eventually, like, a year later, like, when I was, like, 20, almost 22, I guess. Yeah, almost 22. I, like, totally spiraled out of control. Out of control. I was partying. You know, just, like, just spiraled out of control. We'll leave it at that. And, like, granted, I can only speak for myself and my own experience, but, like, we, we, he wasn't perfect either, mm-hmm. and neither was I. But, like, overall, I'm thankful for the time that we had together, but, of course, I have regrets, but uh, we all do in life. We've both moved on, and we are both happy now, 
And I definitely wouldn't be where I am today if I wouldn't have met him. And I don't really know if he would feel the same, but I would think that he would. I I think, and Cody, you can probably relate to this, at least from losing friends. Like, me and you, Michaela, like, have a lot of the same regrets as far as our past relationships. And I always struggled with that. And I think I always will. Like, there's always going to be a part of me, no matter how much I know, there is absolutely no reason that Justin and I should ever, or probably should have ever, been together. Well, that's not true. Like, like when Cody and I interviewed with Katie, like, she was saying that you have many soulmates, and she was saying even she thought even her ex-husband was a soulmate of hers you just have who you need in that time and I really do feel that way and I think I was meant to grow out of that relationship but like that article that I shared on Facebook that was like do you know what I'm talking about I just shared it I actually screenshotted a part of it (laughs) and it's it makes sense Mm -hmm. doesn't it because it's so true he was a good dad you know your ex-boyfriend wasn't a bad person by any means, but they were kind of, like, degrading and, like, the fighting and, like, for whatever reason, it just didn't work and you become miserable and I think, like, you cannot just, like, make yourself make it work because he doesn't beat the fuck out of me or he doesn't whatever, like he's a good dad or whatever it might be. And that's what kept me in my relationship longer was because I was like, well, it could be worse. But when I met Timmy, like I knew there was a reason I left Justin and still to this day, like Timmy is gone now, but he showed me what I needed. The part of the article that I screenshotted that really stood out to me was where it said, like, about how, oh, I know you're all thinking we should go to therapy. Like, I've never thought of that. Mm -hmm. And it says, I'm told that I'm the one who needs counseling because if I should just change this, 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 our relationship would be better. Right. He wouldn't lose his temper if I just fix myself. Like, that is so typical guy. That... Well, that was one thing with my ex. Like, it's my fault. I'm the reason he gets mad. I'm the reason he yells. I'm the reason he does this. Like, I'm not a... horrible, horrible name-calling things like that. Yeah. Well, if you just wouldn't act like this, I wouldn't call you a bitch all the time. Yeah. Like, and and that's how it was for you, too. I know. I was there. I've witnessed it. Like, I've seen... I saw what you went through. And even though... Our past relationships are the same in a lot of ways. They were very different people. Like, our exes, our exes are not the same people, personality-wise. But in that sense, they were. And, and like, I just think that you can't... You can't... I, I think your biggest losses, besides, aside from death, because death is not something you can control are the ones that you have the hardest time leaving. Like, I think it would have been easier for me to leave, like, 
some total piece of shit or, like, some super nice guy. Because it's just, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it sucks whenever they're, I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it. It just sucks. Well, and we, I kind of was thinking about it, too. You always say, like, neither one of us were perfect. I did things. He did things. I was talking to one of Timmy's friends, and her and I were talking about, like, I was talking about Timmy and how, like, he was so good for me that, like, it's terrifying to think that I'll never be able to find that again. And I was like, he wasn't a perfect person by any means, but for whatever reason, he was good for me. And she literally said with her and her girlfriend, she was like, neither one of us are perfect, but we're perfect for each other. And that was, like, for whatever reason, that just, I'm like, I'll probably remember that for the rest of my life. Yeah. Because there's not always something you can put your finger on and and be like, well, this is why. I don't know why we're so good for each other. We just are. There's no way to explain it. Or I don't know why we're bad for each other, even though he's not a bad person and I'm not a bad person. Like, you can't always... Yeah, sometimes it just doesn't work, and I feel like that's how my situation was, because I feel like neither of us were bad people. Well, same. Do you have anything else? I don't think so. All right, well, I have some people that um, sent me some recordings and reached out to me and shared their stories, so let's see what they have to say. The first story we wanted to share is from Jamar Duran. I hope I'm saying that correctly, but he has a podcast and a website called Look to the Cookie. And if you want to check him out, go to looktothecookie.org. And this is his personal experience with grief. Uh, Grief. Freestyle. If this was my podcast, this would be a DSE. That's a daddy soda edition because I've had a drink, so I'm not really myself. Uh, grief. I think when most people think of grief, obviously you think of death, but that's not what I think of when I think of the the greatest grief that's ever uh, affected me, I guess. It's really interesting to me because it was a breakup of a relationship, a woman that I was engaged to very briefly, but had been dating for almost two years. And that's what was interesting about it to me is that it hurt just as bad and maybe worse than the death of my father, which was less than a year prior. But what was different about it was that if there's a death in your family, especially a close member of your family, immediate member, your mom, your child, your husband, your wife, whatever, you get so much sympathy and love and support and help. During a breakup, I think it's just seen as this is part of life. People break up. You find somebody else. There's plenty of fish in the sea. But that may not be true. Maybe that is the only fish for you. Or maybe that fish was just better than every other fish. And so my point is is that it's just as hard, but the public, your family, your friends don't respond in the same way. And that was really traumatic. I went through all the things that you might go through. Like I said, it was harder than when my father died. And that was really hard. Not eating, losing a lot of weight, being in the bed, sulking, changing my whole life. Moved to a different state. It was really awful and really hard. And the only way I really got over it was with time. 
I don't know that I've ever gotten over it. It's now getting close to six years, say five, five and a half years. And it's not that I'm hurting. I'm not sad or depressed. That stuff passed years ago, but it forever changed me. I'll always look at relationships differently. I haven't been in that type of relationship since. And who knows if I ever will be again, because in part, yeah, I don't want to feel that pain again. But really, it just made me think that it's all a fantasy. It's all BS. It was a really good relationship. It was the best relationship I've ever had. Romantically, of course, but maybe period. I haven't had anything as good and as pure before or since that. Another thing I would say about it, when someone dies in your life, often it's not their fault. It's not something they could help. It's not your fault. There's nothing you could have done differently often. But when someone like dumps you and says it's over, it's a choice they made. And it's crazy that this person that the, is the person that you love the most in the world that you would have done anything for that said literally just the day before that they felt the same way. Like, I love you. I'll do anything for you. Can one day say it's over. I hate you and never look back. So even the fact that they make this choice to hurt you in such a way, to walk out of your life in such a way, to me, is more painful than any death because death is a part of life. It happens. Living is dying. That's how it works. But breakups don't actually have to happen. It is a part of life. It is common. It is regular. It is normal. But it's not necessarily inevitable. This next story is from a man named Jim who has been widowed for seven months now. And he shares briefly his story about um, his wife and what happened and what he's been doing to cope and heal from his loss. My name is Jim. Uh, I've been a widower now for seven months. I uh, found my wife Claudia on the floor unconscious. I performed CPR for eight and a half minutes waiting on the paramedics and uh, I couldn't help her. The paramedics did get a pulse back but she had been so long without oxygen that uh, she was in a coma for five days before we removed life support. I've been asked to speak how I've dealt with the grief and uh, I went into it blindly, you know, thinking I could handle it, and found out uh, pretty quickly that I couldn't. I uh, took to traveling. I just couldn't, couldn't be in the house. I couldn't go back to the house uh, after work, so I would just drive around the city of Atlanta and Chattanooga all through the night and then go back to work. I went at one point probably five, six days with no sleep, and I was forgetting to eat. I lost 40 pounds the first month. When I saw myself in the mirror, that made me realize that I had to, I had to do something. So I got in the car and drove, like I always did, except I drove to destinations. And the first place I went was to the place on Earth where uh, Claudia and I had met. And I stood on that spot and cried. After that, the journey just led me around the country, um, kind of going backwards to where we'd been places we'd lived and played and, and worked and vacationed and things like that. And then uh, a realization hit me when I was at my mom's house in South Carolina when I saw all the little cousins playing. Uh, that You know, that long time ago, that was me and my cousins. And I realized that life's just a big circle. It's an infinite circle uh, with multiple destinations. And uh, it was important to keep going. So now... What I'm doing is um, still traveling, but spending more time with the people I love and the people that love me right back. 
I've been very fortunate uh, to be surrounded by love. I want to thank everyone who reached out to us and shared their stories. And I'm so sorry to everyone who has experienced pain and loss, which is all of us. I guess that's just a part of life and we all go about it differently and we all feel it differently. But thank you for listening and um, make sure you like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter and check out our website and we'll see you next time.